1: Good morning everybody.
2: Happy Monday.
1: Happy Pi Day? <laughs> Is you, it?
2: you sounded very unsure
1: about. I'm that. just reading the comments here. Kathleen says it's <laughs> Pi Day. It's it's March 14th. Yes. I was it's
0: I was I was not aware of that. How did you
2: have that?
0: I got everything.
2: It's it's <laughs>
1: I've got everything.
2: It's like you have that queued up though already.
1: I have too many of those waiting <laughs> for the perfect moment. Um, this is this is a real show, Gab.
2: <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Like we said, it's March 14th. It's Pi Day. It's minus nine out there, but it's going to be plus four.
1: Who's tired today, huh? Who's, who's tired? You
2: Who- know what? Okay. So, Wayne and I stupidly. We're driving home last night um, from St. Albert. We we stopped in St. Albert and had dinner and we're driving home. I don't know what time was it coming on six o'clock.
1: Well, we stopped in St. Albert because we had our fix and flip meetup. up. But yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So we were heading home around six. Yeah, and I was like, would it be stupid to have a coffee right now? And then I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, God, no, I can't have a coffee. It's almost six o'clock. And Wayne's like, no, it's not too late to have a coffee. Yeah, let's stop and get a coffee. It was
1: time change. You know, <laughs> we're a little tired, hour ahead. I'm like, yeah, let's grab a coffee.
2: Oh, uh, my mic isn't picking up. Oh, oh your mic is around.
1: backwards. No, no, you just, you just okay. do that. Okay, why don't, you, why don't you tell your story again?
2: Okay, so we're headed around home around 6 o'clock last night from St. Albert. Mm. I was like, is it too late to get a coffee? And Wayne's like, no, it's not too late to get a coffee. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be up all night if I have a coffee. And he's like, no, let's get a coffee. So we stopped and we got a coffee. And it was like midnight last night. And I was still effing wide awake. (laughs) So shouldn't have had a coffee. Yeah.
1: Plus, we lost that hour over the weekend. And
2: time change and whatever. So, yeah, it was, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I got maybe four and a half hours of sleep. Yeah.
1: But,, uh, you know, but what? I
2: was like up oh, this morning, I got up I'm fine. I'm we're actually not... i'm I'm a one coffee kind of gal in the morning, and I'm on number two already.
1: <laughs> That's whatever it takes, yeah, um, and then we were not we're not about to cancel the show, uh, yeah, Courtney because.
2: says that sounds like a bad choice, and it definitely was, yeah it it was not I was not thinking clearly. Life's just, I was like going with the flow. Wayne's like, yeah, let's get a coffee. And I was like, okay. I'm very persuasive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Life's full of decisions. You know what? You make them, you live them.
2: Yeah. And I did. And here I am.
1: Mm, uh, big show, big show today.
2: Yeah, surprise.
1: Um, we got an Edmonton real estate market update uh, with Calvin Hexer. Very shortly here, Calvin's going to pop on. Give us an update on what's going on with the Edmonton market, some stats, some numbers for all you nerds. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: there you are, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> we see you.
1: Uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to double check here while I'm just talking out loud to see if Calvin is is in the queue waiting. And you know what? I don't see him yet.
2: ruh row. Okay. So we'll see.
1: Uh, in the meantime, we can talk about our upcoming events.
2: Sure. So Friday, Friday, 7 p.m. Live Friday, live training
1: every Friday in
2: our real estate investing masters group. Yep. Um, We will soon let you know the topic.
1: <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know what? Why don't we, since, since Calvin's not here and keep an eye out for Calvin, I'm going to, I'm going to pop up some topic ideas for you guys. And I'm going to let you guys in the, in the live chat, um, choose what you want us to talk about that sound fair sure okay um uh okay and and you just let me know what the big hit is okay um how about buying renovation materials in bulk who wants us to talk about that
2: interesting interesting topic Wayne.
1: yeah we got lots of live training topics for this this coming friday so we got uh, buying renovation materials in bulk we've got raising capital in 2022 whoop, whoop. how's that sound yeah yeah <laughs> Uh yeah. Anyone... Everybody's
2: getting ready to hit the heart button, so nobody's um, gonna answer you right now.
1: Fix and flip running the numbers.
2: Ooh, bet you that's a pop popular one. I know there was lots of questions about that yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got one last one. You can choose between the between these four. Uh negotiating deals on the MLS.
2: Okay. All very relevant.
1: Mm-hmm. And actually, if Calvin joined. And if Calvin does join today, maybe I'll ask him to join in on that particular topic the negotiating deals on the MLS.
2: Robbie says all of the above. (laughs) You have to pick one.
1: You're not helping. (laughs) You're not helping. So buying renovation materials. Raising capital in 2022.
2: Yeah, we got a whole bunch of running the numbers.
1: Fix and flip, running the numbers and negotiating deals in the MLS. So we're going with
2: running the numbers.
1: Running the numbers. I'm writing it down. Running
2: There you go, guys.
1: The numbers.
2: So you better be there on Friday. Yeah. Or we'll be very hurt.
1: Tell your friends. It's free. (laughs) So um you just join the our Facebook group, Real Estate Investing Masters. Free to join. Live training every Friday. And uh and this Friday we'll be talking about fix and flip, running the numbers.
2: So Wayne, I was um I was looking at our calendar, and on the twenty fifth, which is not this coming Friday, but next Friday, we're going to be in Ontario. Are we now? Yeah. So are we? Are we live training? Live training? Live training from Ontario?
1: All the way from Ontario. Will we live <laughs> at training? PM? <laughs>
2: uh, yes. All right.
1: Life's full of decisions, Gab. Yeah. You make them. You live with them. <laughs> are we? Are we going to be in a plane?
2: No, I think we'll be we'll be on the ground. That would be interesting. Do live we re- training from an airplane.
1: This is our live training really at 9 p.m. in Ontario?
2: Well, it's two hours ahead, right? Yeah,
1: I suppose yeah. so. I suppose so. I didn't, I, never, I didn't realize that we were that late in yeah. Ontario. Well, remind us to never move to Ontario.
2: Do you guys ever actually take a vacation? Randy asks.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. What? Yeah, but we still do our stuff that we commit to.
2: Yeah. Life folks. is full
1: of decisions. <laughs> we commit to something, we stick with it. <clears throat> uh, well, how long are we staying there?
2: Till uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. We may have
1: to take a Wednesday morning off.
2: Yes, maybe.
1: Maybe, depending on how that day plays out. Um, Maybe on the 30th. But no, well, I think we'll still be able to do it. We could still... Um, finish up the show and then then get on the road. But yeah, we'll be we'll be broadcasting from uh, uh, Ontario on uh, the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Going to visit some family and do some stuff. I don't know. Go look at some waterfalls. <laughs> Maybe even chase one. Don't do that. They tell you not to. <laughs> but I do. I love chasing waterfalls.
2: Okay. Yeah, okay.
1: This is hopefully <laughs>
2: Wi-Fi is awesome. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, Yep. so uh, other upcoming events. Um, well, that's an upcoming event, but you're not coming. Um, <laughs> call in now. A free trip to Ontario with Wayne and Gabby. Oh, uh, don't don't, don't call in now. <laughs> uh, we're two weeks away from our next real estate investing cabin retreat. April 1st through 3rd is a three-day real estate investing cabin retreat, like the title says. And uh, you get to spend the whole weekend with Gabby and I um, developing your real estate investing roadmap. It's the best. They say they they they've said that uh it's the best.
2: It's the hottest.
1: It's the hottest <laughs> event uh in Alberta. Um it's right up there, you know, probably top three in Canada. Hell I don't, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's a three-day <laughs> weekend. You could spend a whole weekend with Gabby and I in a cab and a few other uh, real estate investors. And um, like I said, we we develop your real estate investing roadmap. We're going to figure out what it is that you actually do want to get, not just $20,000 a month in cash flow or financial freedom. We're going to figure out what that actually is. What is financial freedom for you? What are you going to spend that $20,000 a month on? Um, we're going to get it down to the penny, and then we're going to tr- figure out exactly how much you need. We're going to work our way backwards using real estate investing strategies and real estate investing business models. So you can develop that business model that you can build starting today with the resources that you have right now. I'm going to get you there as quickly as possible. No more, maybe I'll try agreement for sales. No more, maybe I'll do a rent Or No more, I think multifamily looks pretty good. That, that's what you sound like to me. I'm sorry. That's what you sound like to me because it's because I see too many people saying, Oh, multifamily. I think I'd like to get into that, but there's no intention. There's no, there's no reason. you got to give me a why. Why multifamily? Because you heard it on some podcast. Why rent-owned? Because you heard it on some podcast. I want to know exactly why. I'm going to show you. And when we get there, I have no idea what strategy you're going to end up with Yeah. until we, we gotta start talking. First. We got to get to know you first. We got to try and figure out where it is you want to go. We got to try to figure out who the heck you are and why you are the way you are. And then we're going to determine the best strategy for you based off of that. We it's that's the that's the best part is the surprise. Yeah. <laughs> the surprise. Because I, I don't know you all that well. Maybe I know you have talked to you ten times. But until we get to that cabinet treat until you, you start talking. Um and then we'll figure out what's best for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you choose it, which is the best part too. Yeah. This last one. This last one was interesting. This last cabinet tree we had a bunch of people that were interested in rent own.
2: Yeah. The which one was the, first?
1: the one previous to that it was fix and flip. That's and then exactly we've had right. burrs in the past. We've yeah. had multifamily. So it's, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's coming up April 1st through 3rd. And then um, uh, we had our, our fix and flip meetup uh, yesterday. Um, but uh, our next one, if you missed it, or if you were there, our next uh, meetup is going to be April 10th. We'll talk about that a little bit later here. Looks like Calvin Hexter is on site.
2: Let's bring him in.
1: Let's bring him in. Uh, Where are you at, bud? Calvin Hexter is in the house.
0: Hello, good morning. morning. How are you guys?
1: Good, buddy. How are you?
0: I am doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for the uh, the excellent introduction. I love the horns. It's like perfect at 6 a.m. I mean, if you're not a boy- <laughs> if, if you don't have your cup of coffee, you've you've now had it through the audio. So. <laughs> oh man, that was
2: great.
0: Oh yes,
1: um, thank you so much for coming on this morning and um, offering to talk about the Edmonton real estate markets. A uh, little different than what people are used to, um, and I, I know you're you got all the stats and the nerdy numbers and stuff. And I know a lot of our listeners are into that kind of thing. The Nerdy Numbers.
2: The Nerdy Numbers. Talk, we just have a I
0: name for the segment now. Is Nerdy Numbers. I think that's perfect. Like, yes. Talk, that talk, too. Talk,
2: ner- talk Nerdy Numbers to me.
1: <laughs> that's not bad, Gab. That's not bad for a Monday morning with four hours of sleep. I'll, all right. Hats off. Yeah, man. What's going on with the market right now in Edmonton?
0: So anybody that is active... In the market right now, um, definitely feels it so if you're if you're a buyer or if you're on the selling side, I mean you definitely feel it and there's definitely one clear side that you want to be on if you have the choice and that's clearly the selling side and I mean numbers wise like it's, it's cool because you when you're in the market and you're active like you guys are you can you can feel what's happening you don't even have to look at the stats and, and you know what direction. You know, property prices are going, volume, you know, inventory levels, all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Today, because I know a lot of listeners like specific nerdy numbers, we're going to go through the specifics, which is going to be fun. Okay? Yeah. And you know what? I even pulled daily stats just because I knew I was going to be on this morning. So we have like up to the day in stats. Awesome. That's getting real crazy. Yeah. So... (laughs) Um I mean let's talk about what's happening in the in the emittin market. Um I mean as of February 1st, it's almost like our market was injected with like nitro. Um the amount of new buyers that came into the market, um volume being sold and because of such a large volume being sold eventually lack of inventory started happening and, and that's exactly what we're seeing right now so to give you guys kind of a basic idea is since February 1 we've gone up about 13% since last year so again last year 2021 being like three months away three and a, I guess we're just about three and a half months away so even the difference between January to February was a 12% increase so if you would have bought your home, say December, you know middle of December, four hundred thousand. There's a good chance it's worth, you know, actually to today's stats, uh, four hundred fifty. Man, It's wow. insane. We don't insane. see that in Edmonton. That's not something. See, and it it blows our minds here because it's we're so used to a, a flat buyer's market, and we've been in that for what over a decade. Mm-hmm. So when we have yeah. a market like this where it's not flat and we see a, a, a pretty steep spike, it kind of blows everybody's mind. I mean, I feel the exact same way and I'm doing it every single day. So, I mean, incredible on the amount of volume that's being sold as well. We've, we're up 41%. So what we saw this year is we know that we're very seasonal. So, you know, when do, when do buyers tend to, to hit the market? It's usually the warmer months, right? Spring market, warmer months. August tends to take a little bit of a dip. You know, everybody's coming back from vacation, getting the kids back for school, and then September tends to increase again until about November, and then drop off. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we saw a spring market in January. It seemed like like second week of January is is when everything just got turned on. The tap was turned on full, so everything's happening a lot earlier this year. And I know we talk a lot about single family detached, and knowing that you know we've gone up by about thirteen percent from last year. I mean, if if you're in a townhouse, uh, we've gone up by nine percent, so that's some pretty good growth as well. And we tend to see a little bit less growth with uh, growth with condos. Um, you know, majority being you know most townhouses being condominiumized, and a five percent increase in condo apartments. So if you got that condo apartment out there and you're like, "Damn, I wish I would never have bought that condo apartment," which we we get a lot of. <laughs> um, I mean, you you saw a five percent increase, so that's good. I mean, it's good to see a little bit of growth on all on all areas.
2: Definitely.
0: Um, so, average price at the I think it was the end of February. Average price per home, single family detached, was I think it was right around four ninety three, and I showed her down. I think it's four ninety three or four ninety six. Today, do you guys think we're above or below that? What's your guys' guess? Wayne, you give me your guess. Gabby, you give me yours. Above. Above. <laughs> what do you guys think? Give me a number.
1: Uh, for single family homes?
0: Yeah. What do you think your, the average uh, so is? We'll say 493 uh, for February. What do you guys think it is today?
1: Uh, would,
2: 522.
0: It would be,
1: if you just give me a second here, uh, 576.
0: Damn, that's a big increase still. Um, Gabby, you're closer. You win this one. We'll have rounds. You know, I think every single time I do a market <laughs> update, we'll do rounds. Gabby, you've won this round. Do you get the trophy? Yes. Uh, 509,000 is the average today, which is oh, still a I pretty went good seven, I went 17%. I, went seven, I,
1: I thought you said 17% earlier. So I just I'm trying to be smart, but 509. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Damn. And it, I mean, the month's not even over yet. Right. So, and we're seeing a steep increase from, from last month still. So we're in a really good position and, all the clients that we did, uh, we completed burrs for that are going through the reappraisal process right now. Ooh. I mean, posed for excellence. Like this is these are the stories you tell your friends. This is this is the locker room talk right now. Is mm-hmm. is this? So, um, really cool to see what's happening out there. And, I mean, do we think that mortgage rates are going to be increasing this year? Yeah, we've already seen them. I think the last mortgage uh, or the interest rate hike was. Uh, March 2nd. I think the next one's early April, April 13th or so, when we're gonna find out if they're gonna go up again. I'm expecting they will. You know, does that soften the market when interest rates go up? Absolutely. We have so much steam going into quarter two that I can't see us slowing down. My forecast, I don't see a slowing down in quarter two. I don't see a slowing down in quarter three. Quarter four is where I would I would judge by the end of quarter three to see if we are making up the inventory to help service the appetite of the buyers because the appetite for buyers and what they're purchasing right now is, 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 incredible. There's just such a hunger for properties. So if anybody's doing any fix and flips or anything along those lines, pay attention to quarter three stats, especially because quarter four is typically when we tend to slow down and it will be interesting to see if we have the same momentum going into quarter four and then potentially, you know, 2023. So Yeah. yeah, pretty amazing.
1: Very amazing. Um, so what, what kind of tips do you have for investors right now? Everybody's getting all panicky. Um, like, oh, it's a horrible time to buy. I'm just going to wait until things cool off, which is, I'm, I mean, you're
2: going
1: to be waiting for a while. And and I feel like there's still opportunities. So like, what kind of tips do you have for investors uh, inv- that want to invest in Edmonton right now?
0: Well, I can tell you that I heard a lot of that in November and December because the market was still trending up. Right. Actually, if you would have told me that, so when if you would have told me that, say so the market started trending up in May of 2020, and if you told me then, hey, you know what, Cal, I just need to sit back a little bit. You know, I just want to take a break. I just want to watch what's going to see what. But I want to see what's going to happen to the market. I feel like I'm overpaying for the property. I mean, like I'm not getting 98% of list price anymore. Properties are selling at 99% of list price in Edmonton. It's kind of crazy. I'm gonna take a break. I mean, if you look at the stats now. Your house, like I just talked about, if it was a $400,000 house, you'd be at four, what four, almost 460. Yeah. So I mean, where are we headed? I mean, if you take a break right now, this is where I say, put the gas pedal on. With the amount of momentum we're going into 2022, yes, the prices are higher than they were. But I mean, we're going on a steep incline. There's a good chance that if you're purchasing now, that you know, come July, August, September there's a good chance that property is going to be seeing even more appreciation as well. And there's so many buyers out there that if you're doing a fix and flip, what's one of the biggest metrics that we don't always have 100% control on? I mean, holding costs. If you buy a property and it sits on the market because nobody wants to buy it, I mean, that kills your profits, right? Yeah. And right now, what are we seeing average days on market? Like our average days on market is, I think we're like 10, 10 days less, 10, 15 days less from last year. So yeah. I mean, when it comes to to flipping, what are we looking at? We want to have a quick sale, we want to have a great price, and the way the market's trending i mean you're you're literally this is this is where you want to put the gas pedal down
1: yeah, I mean and you know what to be completely honest, normally, I'd say, Calvin, hey, man, you shouldn't say something like that, uh, especially on a big podcast like ours, um but at the same time, like you know if this were if this were some smaller town like hey. You know, um, I'm not going to name some small town and then get yelled at. Um, but you know, <clears throat> let's say it was a, a boomer bust kind of town, I'd say ah, we shouldn't be saying that because you know it could end just as quickly and turn the other way. But Edmonton's just one of those in, in Calgary as well. Uh, just anywhere you know, the big cities in Alberta, they're, they're they're just good solid markets. They've been solid markets for you know a decade. You know, so I, I'm not as concerned about just like you know it turning around very quickly and someone getting hurt. You know what I mean? It's a good, solid market with good cash flow. Um, this is one of those times that I, that I agree. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, when you look back 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, you're like, oh, wow, I wish I really would have bought right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, we look back early 2000s, same exact thing. Um, how long is it going to last? Well, we have no idea. Calvin gave us, you know, a couple of good um, tips there. Let's just watch quarter two quarter three and let's just kind of let's keep our finger on the pulse and then uh we'll assess around that time but yeah i totally agree with you as we come to the spring market i think it's totally gonna keep going um,
0: and and you know that we know that the gdp has a significant um you know it, involvement in how our housing prices increase right and our gdp Absolutely. is looking very strong if you look in comparison to last year and just the growth that we're seeing all together i mean it's there's a lot of things that are aligning really well for Alberta. So it's, it's going to be really cool to see what's happening this year.
1: One, <laughs> have you ever, I, I, since I started investing, I've never seen a lineup. When I go check out a property, I've never seen a lineup outside. That's that, that's how, that's how, how stale and, and, um, and, and boring. boring our market's been for the last 10 years. I have never seen a lineup outside of a house. And now mm-hmm. in this past couple of weeks, I I haven't gone to a house where there there isn't
0: ten people outside waiting. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like a Jolly are popping up everywhere. <laughs> Remember when Jolly Bees came up and like I think there's still yeah. lineups all the time at Jolly Bees. It's like yeah. Jolly Bees for, like <laughs> for yeah, literally. Um, so if you're not in the market right now, just expect yeah. There's there's gonna be a little bit of a lineup, but you know, be patient and it, but it is it's funny to see because we're totally not used to it at all. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And I was talking about, um, you know, Friday live training topics earlier. Um, or I was pulling up again. Oh shoot. I don't, I don't have it up. But one of them was, um, uh, making offers on the MLS. I believe it was the topic. Like that, yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you Calvin, when we do that live training here in the next couple of weeks, uh, on our Facebook page, real estate investing masters, I'm thinking that maybe I'll chat with you about maybe coming on and, and helping us out with that. Um, because I know a lot of people are, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, there's no deals on the MLS. I mean, 10 people lining up. I don't think I'm going to be able to, to put a good offer in and you know, everything's going over asking the numbers aren't going to work. So, um, I'd love it if you can join us for, for that in the next couple of weeks, maybe we'll chat about that.
0: You bet. Sounds good to me. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but thank, thank you so much, man. um, uh, there was one other thing, uh, I wanted to ask you about, you know, I, I feel like there's this, um, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's Ontario investors, it's BC investors, you know, they're writing offers, uh, with no conditions and sight unseen. It's almost like the, the man behind the curtain, you know what I mean? That people think that there's, there's someone lurking in the shadows and writing these offers because they don't know who's writing these offers.
0: Is this, is this true? And well, is it true? Is <laughs> Um, short answer is yes. Yes. We do have a lot of, um, a lot of competition from the other provinces. Yes. And so go ahead, sorry. Yeah. And they're more familiar with this type of market than we are. So it's kind of like Edmonton wants to get into this marathon, but we haven't been training for it. Right. And these guys have been training for the last couple of years. So naturally right out of the hop, I mean, they're going to do probably better and probably see a better result because they're going to have a better idea of how to write offers. Mm-hmm. And we just aren't accustomed to writing offers well. I'm going to be completely honest. We're we're not we're not usually accustomed to writing really good offers. It was a buyer's market for so long that it was you know the buyer would ask for everything. I want this. I want that. You know, and it would be on the benefit of the buyer. Now it's completely switched. It's a hundred eighty degree difference, and it's now the benefit to the seller. So yes, it's still about you as the buyer. Is it still important you find the right house that makes sense to you? Yes. I'm not saying to compromise. You will have, you know, less options because of the inventory. So urgency is the name of the game, like I keep on saying. Um, Mm -hmm. But we need to be able to strategize how do we make our offers stand out. And I mean, these guys have a lot more practice with it. So it's, I'm not going to lie. Like I'll be, I'll be honest, like writing offers with out of province and I work with a ton of them. um, It's it's a lot easier because they're already conditioned to knowing what they need to do to win. And it requires just a little bit of shifting for myself as opposed to, you know, an Edmontonian buyer um, where we're just conditioned to just, yeah, it's we, we get what we want because we have the, you know, 12,000 units there are available. I mean, there's not a lineup of prop- uh, vehicles outside the house and it just makes it a lot easier to win. So mm-hmm. a big part of the narrative that I'm having with each one of the clients uh, that I'm working with, is you know how do we set yourself up for success, and and that's a conversation that normally doesn't have to happen when it comes to writing the offer in this detail. But I mean the the rules have changed, so now we got to make sure that um, how we're playing by them. We're we're playing to win. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, if you were to give one or two top tips, without you know going too far into it, obviously we'll save it for the live training. But one or two top tips for someone um, who wants to uh, you know go to battle with these. Uh, these uh, scary um, out-of-town investors.
0: Yeah, and I mean they're not so scary. They're just like us. They're just used to the market, right? Like, um, but it, I can see <laughs> I, like I, 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 I'm, I'm totally envisioning like um, like a, a a villain from Lord of the Rings right now. That's that's kind of what you're like, putting in my head. Um, so I mean, that's hundred, can... like
1: yeah, like the 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 horsemen, right? That is that what you're thinking about too? Yeah, I'm totally thinking that, of the that, that. Was like, totally the visualization that I had as well. Yeah. Wow, yeah. crazy.
0: So. They're actually really great people. I mean, we'd probably get along. You'll probably see them at certain investor events online, and maybe even in person. Um, great. So, um, two things that you can do. Actually, there's more than two things, but I'll just keep it simple. First thing is talk to your, you know, get a strong team. Right, get the team set up beforehand. So, a lot of investors usually get the team set up afterwards. I mean, get that mortgage broker set up. Make sure that they're they're a solid mortgage broker, and have that conversation with them, and let them know, hey, I want to win in this market. You know, 14 days conditions for financing is not going to win. How do we button that up? What kind of documents do I need to give you now? So when we find the right property, we can do, you know, three to five days, three to five business days for financing. Because I'm telling you, every single day on your financing condition that you put in an offer will make a difference. It'll come down to the day. Okay. Yep. Next thing I want to recommend, just very basic tips, is find you, you know, have one or two inspectors that you um, that you can get a referral from, from friends, other investors that have worked with them, and get them set up where if you have a property pending, you can get them in right away. And I mean, a lot of inspectors are very busy right now. So instead of waiting until you go pending and then trying to find an inspector, which takes you one, two, three, four days, you get them in three days later, I mean, you're not really setting yourself up for success. So yeah. I mean, yeah. tighten your conditions period up, get that financing done earlier because you've done the prep work right it's just like cooking that prep work is the you know, most tedious but it's the most beneficial if you want that you know if you want the meal to end up right so and that meal yep. being the house so i mean get that prep work done get that inspector ready to go um, and have one or two maybe even three and i mean you could you could literally comment on this podcast and say hey does anybody know a good inspector and i bet you you'll probably get I know there's one gentleman's name you're going to get over and over again that I use quite often, um, pretty much all the time. Um, but I mean, any of their inspectors, um, I mean, platforms like this, just ask, right? Like you have other lots of investors listening in. So if you have any questions, I mean, this is a great great platform to do it. So those are my mm-hmm. two basic tips. Um, and when we get more into it, we're going to talk about the higher escalation cause, which is another part of a, the offer that you can put in, um, which is really interesting. But I'm going to save that one for later.
1: Okay, yeah. Thank you man. I appreciate it. And uh and, and sorry to everyone. It sounds like we got a little bit of a robot uh robot voice someone was saying. It for was a little minute. choppy for a sec, but yep. I think we got the gist of it. I heard everything. Um, uh, and if you didn't hear anything, uh, then definitely reach out to Calvin Hexter and ask, hey, what did you say in the last 30 seconds of your segment? <laughs> um, and furthermore, I mean, if, if you guys are interested in investing in, in in the Edmonton area, definitely reach out to Calvin Hexter. He's fantastic. He's our realtor. Um, we love him. And uh, very smart dude. Uh, very charming. Um, yes. Yeah. Indeed. Do you have anything else to say about <laughs> Calvin?
2: Very lovely.
1: <laughs> That's very nice of you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, man, for uh, for awesome. coming on the show and, and, and providing us that update. And uh, yeah, we'll chat a little bit more about uh, that next uh, live trading segment. Um, Sounds good. Awesome. Okay, everybody, everybody have a great Monday morning. morning. See you, Calvin. Bye-bye. Isn't he awesome? He is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry to you guys uh, if if the the quality was lagging a little bit there. I did see we had a poor connection for a minute there. Um, oh, maybe dealing it, was with us. it What's that? Maybe it was us. Yeah, it might have been us. I, I I apologize. We know we're trying to trying to put out a good quality product here, but um, having a couple of difficulties with the platform the last little while, which I'm working on. Um, what were your key takeaways from uh, Calvin's update? Um, I just.
2: I think it's so interesting, you know, after being so stale for so long, the market that we're in and that it's just going to keep rising, um, at least for the next several months. So, um, I'm excited to just keep watching it. I think it's, you know, really cool to be into flipping right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and taking, actually taking advantage of the rising market. So instead of just looking at, you know, picking up some buy and holds and, you know, like, are we overpaying and, you know, all, all that kind of talk you might have going in your head. It's cool to be on the... You know what do you do in a rising market? You flip, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rent to own is great in a rising market. So um, you
1: can you can totally buy and holds in a rising. You market can, too. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I, I, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think a lot of people are worried. They're like, oh, with this going up, then I don't want to buy right now, and then you know six months from now, the values go back down again. It's yeah. It, you, you can't time the market. You can't. Yeah. Um, and what was your goddamn excuse for the last ten years then?
2: hmm well, sorry
1: yeah. <laughs> it's the truth what was your excuse for the last 10 years you're waiting for a rising market there's always some excuse
2: yeah
1: um but i'm telling you that the best time to buy is now
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is it's that's always my answer um and even if you know a market changes dramatically overnight you hold you, hold. you know what i mean it's it's you you can't time it you can't mm-hmm Um, you do your research, you buy in a solid market. It's the best thing you can do, but you will never be able to time the market. And to be honest, if there was a time to market, sorry, uh, time to, um, oh man.
2: (laughs) I don't know what you were saying. If there
1: was a time to time the market.
2: Time to time.
1: (laughs) Then it'd be right now. You know what I mean? Like if, if if, if you're going to use that BS excuse, this is literally the timing. This is the time to do it when it's rising to get the most benefit from it. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Um, Brandy asks, how do you evaluate, um, sell versus hold for longer? If you should sell or if you should hold, I'm guessing is the question. Brandy, what's your, what's your strategy? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, if, if it's to buy and hold and have those properties perform for you, are they performing for you? Or like it,
1: I, um, I don't think buy buy and hold is not um buy and hold is not a selling strategy i mean like you should always have an exit strategy ahead of time, but when you're doing buy and hold real estate rental pro- with rental properties um yes, i mean if you see an opportunity to sell and and i would say i'd sell right now you know what i mean there's there's no
2: if it's not serving your goals
1: if it's not serving your goals um I think the question should be um. You know when is a good time to refinance and when's a good time to sell right mm-hmm. and in a rising market like this it's a really good opportunity to refinance and pull some of your equity out pull some of that you know the profits or pull your in your initial investment out um while while the value is high right mm-hmm. is it a good time to sell i mean if you've been trying to get rid of that property for a while then yes
2: yeah
1: right you know we I got a few properties in mind that I'm like, Oh yeah, I mean, that one went down in value so much. This is like a great opportunity to sell it. You know what I mean? Maybe it wasn't the best decision. Maybe it was, it was a good decision early on when we were getting started, um, you know, just to kind of help propel us and we leverage those successes to get more properties and more joint venture partners. But like, you know, we've been looking at it and she's been going down in value. So like, if that one went up, I would say, yeah, sell it. But if you got a good property that's cash flowing, I, I don't recommend selling it. You should have a good exit strategy. Um, I, I mean, this is definitely something we could talk about at the cabin retreat if you can wait.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? We
1: can talk strategy, but like, what's the intention? Is it to pull the money out and to re reallocate it into better, you know, cash flowing properties? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it just to sell and then to go buy something else that's similar? I mean, you're, you're gonna, still going to be buying it at the same price, right? All you're yeah. going to be doing is you're going to pay realtor fees on selling the first property, mm-hmm. which... You know, it's not great. So, I mean, if, if the plan is to reallocate funds because um, you don't like that property, you want to put it into something better it's better for cash flow, then sure. But um, it, if you're looking to, you know, just, hey, this is a good market. What should I do? I'd, I'd refinance and pull some of that equity out and buy a second property. That's my thoughts without knowing too much more. Yeah. Hopefully that kind of answers it or gives you a little bit of. Mm-hmm. I think it's a
2: definite opportunity to, um, offload underperforming properties though.
1: Um, Brandy mm-hmm. says I have a couple single family homes that we had for a while, five plus years. Um, looking okay,
2: for better cash flow, roll into more
0: properties. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Um, yeah, it, it really depends on what your long-term strategy is, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if you've been waiting for a while for an opportunity, I mean, now is definitely the opportunity. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? I mean, I've, I have a belief that I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of holding properties for more than 10 years. Um, I think if, if, if you're just going very basic beginner level real estate investing, I say don't overcomplicate it with all of the advanced strategies, just buy a good turnkey cash flowing property um in a good area that has good tenants. So like if you, if you're just going for like basic mode and something you don't have to think about too too much, I say I always say just buy single family homes um that cash flow. And they're a little harder to find because they don't have a second suite, you know, with the extra rent. Um but they're the easiest for managing tenants. Mm-hmm. Um they'll always go up in value when the market is going up. Mm-hmm. Like multifamily won't because your rent has to go up in order to get a you know, benefit from the appreciation. So single families right now, homes are actually doing the best in a market like this. They're the ones that are going up the most. Sweeted houses, not so much, because they're kind of a, a unique kind mm-hmm. of investment property. They're kind of sitting in their own little market type. But single family homes right now are the ones that are going up the most in value. So that's why I kind of like, those are really good stocks, yeah. you know what I mean? As far as like, you know, going up and down in value. And then I like them because of tenant profile. And, but they're not the, they're okay for cash flow. but I always say, you know, buy those, buy them turnkey, buy them, you know, semi new or brand new if you can. And then in 10 years, sell it before you want to sell it right before, you know, the furnace starts kind of, you know, getting a little aged. Um, the roof is still in good condition. The kitchen is still relevant. Like I keep saying right now, these, you know, these black handles and and blue cabinets and stuff like that are going to look so stupid in 10 years. They're going to look so stupid. We're putting in blue cabinets in our flip. And I'm like, man, this is going to look so dumb. In 10 years, we're going to look back and we're like, oh my God, why were we putting blue cabinets in there? <laughs> or the gold handles? Do you have any idea how quickly they're going to date themselves? So if you're if you're buying stuff that's, that looks really trendy and cool right now, you want to sell it right before it loses its, yeah. its edge. Um, because otherwise, it's going to be like trying to sell a single family house that has black toilets and black sinks. From like the 90s mm-hmm. you know what i mean you walk into those houses you're like oh my god black toilets or the
2: turquoise, that? yeah
1: or the turquoise or the <laughs> pink tubs or green tubs you know what i mean like they date themselves so quickly um they're very bold right now but that's 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 always been my like ideal basic strategy is to buy something turnkey that's trendy right now and then sell it before it you know the, the trend switches so you still you want to get the most value out of it because if you wait 12 years 13 years then you got to replace the kitchen then you got to replace the the furnace and the and the hot one the in the in the roof mm-hmm. and you have these big expenditures right before you sell it. So I want to sell it. It's kind of like selling your car before the tires are and the brake pads you know wear out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna have to replace the brake pads and the rotors and and the and the tires before you uh, before you sell it. You got to put a new windshield on. You know what I mean? And then you're putting more money into it just to sell it. Hope that that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with long term buying holds, I mean that's what I recommend personally. Um, so if you're at five years, that's why I say like, eh, how much mortgage have you paid down? You know what I mean? Like if you paid down 40, let's say 30, $40,000 in mortgage and then you're gonna pay $20,000 in realtor fees. You know what I mean? You just killed half of your profits. I'd say refinance it, wait 10 years until you got about $100,000 worth of profit. And then you're paying $20,000 in realtor fees to sell at $100,000 in profits, not that much, right? Definitely. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think that really makes sense. Something to give you something to chew on this morning. Let that marinate a little bit. Um, everybody's always wanting these fancy strategies and stuff, but to be honest, if you're not a big time hustler and you don't want to be a big rock star, just keep it simple.
2: Yeah.
1: Buy a couple properties, pay them down, maybe in 10, 15 years, refinance, pull some equity out, buy a few more properties, and leave your kids seven or eight properties. Sounds
2: nice. How come we didn't do that?
1: Because I'm a fucking rock star. (laughs) You are. (laughs) (laughs) And I like boring. (laughs) I like boring too. Trust me. I I I wish. I wish I could be satisfied. I wish I could be satisfied with boring. Um. Some people are. Some people aren't. And I I I mean that. Yeah. I wish because I would be more easily so satisfied i'd be more easily fulfilled yeah. i'm never fulfilled because i'm always just grasping for something more and more and more it'll kill me one day um but you know if you're if you're coming into this and, and there's, I, I know a few of you guys that are on right now i've talked to you about this um you don't have to just be like everybody else you don't have to be like that person on the podcast that you heard that inspired you and motivated you to to do more if you're cool With just a handful of properties, and continuing to do with your job because you love your job, just please, just do that. Um, it's all about fulfillment. Yeah, it's all about what fulfills you.
2: Yeah, and being real about what that is. Like so many people think that they want all these like crazy things, but you really need to stop and think about whether waking up and doing that every single day, three sixty-five days a year, is actually going to continue to fulfill you, or if you're just going to get bored of that.
1: If I can be honest without offending people, I haven't met many people that are that are cut out for it.
2: Yeah.
1: I, there's a lot of people that that think, think they, they, are. they are but yeah. I just I know. It fizzles. And and you waste you waste years of your life just Yeah. trying to get something that's not for you. And I I what I want is I want for people to be fulfilled. I'm like, "Why do you why do you say that? Why are you why why that number?" Mm-hmm. Dude just do this. Be happy, be fulfilled. Yeah. I want you to find that that happy harmonious point of like, you know, you're you're worth so much more, but at the same time you don't need that much. It's that that sweet spot in between. You know what I mean? I I trust me, you can do so much more. You can. Um, you're like you you've got a few more gears in you. Um, But at the same time, I don't want you to like push too, too far to the point where you miss your, your, your children's whole childhood. You know what I mean? They're 13, 14 years old and they want nothing to do with you anymore. And you're like, oh God, I really wish I would have spent more time with them. So find that sweet, harmonious spot. You know what I mean? And then leave something nice for them afterwards and leave something nice for you in the future too. future you in 15 years is going to be like, oh, thank you so much past Gabby for doing all those hard things because now we get to reap the rewards. Now we get to do two vacations a year. Mm-hmm. Now we get to have that nice car. You don't have to have it tomorrow, though, and ruin your whole life for the next 10, 15 years hustling and bustling. Unless that's you. Yeah. Figure out who you are. This is the conversation these these are the conversations that we have at the retreat. It's so hard to tell people like what we talk about at the retreat. That's, that's literally the conversations we have just trying to find that sweet spot. I want you to be honest for once in your, just be honest. You don't have to prove it. You don't have to be the, you know, have the most audacious goal in the room. Um, Just, just be honest with yourself and who you are. Right.
2: I think that it's hard for a lot of people. They think they're being honest, honest with themselves because a lot of us just live so on the surface with like what society says and what, you know, to fit in and, how we were raised, and all those types of things. Mm-hmm. And so we think that we're being honest with ourselves. But until you start doing like like we have a couple cool little exercises to kind of, you know, dig into what actually does fulfill you, like what are the core elements that fulfill you, and those types of things. And once you start to realize, you know, what those things are and how you can bring them into your life and how that would bring you fulfillment, all of a sudden you realize that it's not about – the things um it's it's more about who and you know the the deeper things, yeah. <laughs> and so you know we think we're being honest with ourselves, but until we break down and you know dig deeper into what that actually means for us it's it's usually all bullshit,
1: yeah, one hundred percent, yeah, 100%. we just don't know it yet we're just wasting time until we figure it out.
2: Wasting time until you figure it out. So stop and figure it out.
1: <laughs> how many how many successful real estate investors do we know that were like, "Oh god, I don't, I should have never bought that many properties. I don't know why I wasted so much time mm-hmm. buying all those properties when I just ended up selling them afterwards because I realized that there wasn't it wasn't for me. I don't need that much.
2: I don't understand why somebody would want 100 properties. Like I ju- I don't get it. Like what is that providing? I don't understand.
1: Um bad math. That's like that's you know yeah. my I would I would much rather you you say how can I get to my goal with the least amount of properties yeah. as opposed to I need to get one thousand doors. Yeah. Seriously? You really want that? How is your life any different from having fifteen thousand dollars a month in cash flow to thirty thousand dollars a month in cash flow? How is your life gonna change? But the things that are most be important
2: ballin'. to you
1: just more gold. Yeah. Just More gold plates. That's all it is. It's just fancier stuff. And it doesn't make you happy. No. You can't you can't momentarily cover your family in gold. I mean you can. You can like gold chains and gold teeth and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> it's not gonna change your relationship with them. Yeah. Um we had a question a little, bit, a little while ago. Uh Marcel 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 um, asked, uh, does anyone know if banks are paying uh, uh
2: brokerage?
1: Breakage. Oh, I see what you're saying. If I want to bring business to them. So do you wanna to...
2: I haven't heard of that.
1: Not not in not in a while. Um yeah. I know years ago they were offering it. Um if banks are paying breakage fees if I want to bring business to them. So if you have a mortgage with someone else, you know, will the new bank pay for your cancellation fees? Uh, for you to switch to them, I I haven't heard of that in a while. I think it's because the rates are so freaking low right now. But I remember a little over ten years ago there was discussions about it. You know, the banks would do that. Sh- shit changed after 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, it really changed after 2010. I haven't heard of anything like that since uh, since the rules all changed. So uh, I haven't personally, but if anyone in the comments has heard of it, or you know, if maybe you've heard of it, if you're listening to the recording. Um, you know, send us an email info at reimorningshow.com and let us know. And, you know, I'll bring that up tomorrow. next time I'm talking to a broker, I'll ask as well. Um, I haven't personally heard any. Yeah. Um,
2: You want to know something cool, Wayne? Change the subject. Can I change the subject? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Wayne just posted our next fix and flip meetup for April 10th. He just, uh, loaded it into Eventbrite and we have three signups already. Seriously? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, we were gonna wait to the end of the show to announce it, and I accidentally announced it earlier, but um we had our fix and flip meetup yesterday in St. Albert at our at our newest flip. Yeah. And uh, we're at the demo stage right now, so we want to do three um, meetups or open houses. Um, so the next one's gonna be in four weeks from now on a, on April tenth. Yeah. Um and you'll kind of see it just as the flooring and the paint and the kitchen start stuff starting going in. Um, So you can kind of see it mid-stages, and then we'll do one more four weeks after um, when it's complete. Yeah. So you get to see all stages of the the renovation. It was an amazing uh, networking event, wasn't it?
2: It was. And I think it was like the perfect amount right around like the middle of the event. It was like trying to like squeeze around people, and it was like, whoa, there's a lot of people here. But then like at the different stages, it was just like perfect amount of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's towards the end. I thought, oh man, okay, everyone's gone. And then I found a little pocket of people upstairs. Yeah, about well, we were ten in the people ki- hanging out upstairs. We were in the
2: kitchen, and Everly's like, "When are we going?" It's after, like you said, we were leaving soon. And I'm like, "Soon." I think there's, you know, there's like four of us in the kitchen, and we were chatting. Yeah, yeah, go go count how many people are upstairs. There's probably only like four left, so we'll be out of here soon. And she like goes to the stairs and looks up. She's like, "There's a lot of people up there." <laughs> There's like two bedrooms full of people still up there chatting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a really great event. Um, thanks to everyone that came out and um it was great meeting a lot of people that yeah, I had. Yeah, lots yet. of
2: new faces.
1: Um few people came on uh that uh you know i have never really come out to events before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah. So the next couple one's some people
2: be... just found it, found it on Eventbrite. Yeah, cool, yeah.
1: That was pretty cool. I gotta follow up with them. Yeah. Um but yeah, the next one's gonna be April 10th, if you guys are interested in that. Um I'll put the link in the show notes uh, for the recorded show today. There'll be plenty of time to, to register for that. I mean, they, it does fill up pretty quickly, so make sure it's free. So just make sure you register because we don't, we have a cap of how many people we can have in the house. Um, so make sure you register today. Um, you can find it, um, like I said, in the show notes or just go to Eventbrite and type in uh, Prairie home investments and you'll see it there. Yeah. Um, that's where you can also find the registration for the next cabinet treat as well. If there's any spots, there's um,
2: not a, I just checked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but sometimes like spots do open up, like if someone yeah, sure. just, you know, things change. So, um, there is a waiting list for the real estate investing cabinet treats. Um, you can hop on Just send me a message. I'll had, I'll add you out of the wait list. And, um, if someone does back out or needs to change dates, we can maybe squeeze you in. Um, what else is I going to say? Uh, <laughs> I see Cavis is on here. Um, uh, it, it always Cavis. I, I gotta, I gotta um, pick on you. Not pick on you, but like I, I always admire the fact that you and your brother um, Connor, um, they're wholesalers um, in Alberta here. Um, so if you guys are looking for wholesale deals, reach out to Cavis and uh, and, um, and mm-hmm. Connor Felsk. Um, every time you come to an event, you guys always have clipboards, and I just think it's the coolest thing. And I, I didn't get a chance to talk to them yesterday. There was so many people. Um, I kind of did a wave, and and we never really got a chance to talk. But I always love it. They always bring clipboards. I, I don't know what they're writing on them. Um, but they're writing something. I had <laughs> a good
2: chat with them. Did you? Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, did you happen to see what's on the clipboard? <laughs> I
2: didn't look what's on the clipboard. <laughs> like what's on but the clipboard? But they asked lots of questions and they were, yeah.
1: Some people bring notepads. Loving some people it. don't bring anything at all, but yeah. it's quite clear that they were taking notes, which is really cool. Um, either that or they're just taking everybody's name and they're networking and then they're going to follow That's up awesome, with them. awesome, yeah. But I really want to know what's on yeah. that clipboard. The whole time yesterday, talking to 50 people, the whole time, all I'm thinking about I was like, "What's on that clipboard? <laughs> Is he drawing me? Is he drawing me from a distance?" <laughs> He's really hoping he was drawing me.
2: I don't think he was drawing you. Eh,
1: you don't know. <laughs> you don't know, Cap. Uh, yeah. Nerdy numbers. I like nerdy numbers. That was really good.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll have to just keep getting Kelvin on here every every month or so. See what the market's doing, and keep your keep everybody's. Finger on the pulse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's on the go for you this week? Any idea?
2: i have you seen I the calendar? lots of follow up to do on uh, trades for this flip? Feel like I'm being ghosted by a bunch of people. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, like I know everybody's busy, but um, still not cool. Feel like everything was going really good, and then all of a sudden, a pu- couple people just vanished. So yeah. we need our doors and our windows, and um, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. our our I mean, like that's the great thing about building relationships with people is that like we have our solid like electrician, our solid plumber who they always have our backs, right like mm-hmm. no matter how much business we refer to them, they always get us in and, yeah
1: that that power team is is not just a um a gimmick, you know what I mean It's not yeah. just a thing that you say, build your power team, I got an amazing power team, power team is all about um reliability, yeah. When you need something, you know, they they come through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you reciprocate by bringing them lots of business. Yeah. Right? Um, Sometimes they cost a little bit more than what you can find on Kijiji. But when when you need something done, they come through. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, just the last little while, there's been a couple people that, these are newer people that we've been trying to use and build a relationship with them. And when they don't answer their phone and they don't respond to emails, well, guess what? Actually, we were just talking about this on the drive yesterday. Um, I'm not going to say which trade, because if he comes through, then I'm not going to talk shit about him on the podcast.
2: It was a a referral too, though, which is a real big bummer because somebody else put their name out there and said, yeah, I recommend this person. And then for them to fall short is like, yeah.
1: So I, I try calling on the drive. Um, we were driving yesterday. I tried calling him on my phone just to see if he would answer. And he didn't. And there's no voicemail. um, and Gabby's like, well, you know. Don't want to piss him off. Don't want to piss him off, you know, by pushing too hard. And I'm like, you know what? To be honest, if he doesn't answer, fuck him. I'm not using him.
2: Yeah. And
1: she's like, well, that's the only person that we can use and get it in for this timeline. I'm like, you know what? Fuck him. Yeah. I like, I really, that's not the t- is Not the type
2: of person we want to continue to work with.
1: I'm not going to yeah. do business with this person. I don't wanna. Yeah. Cause like, I want to. Because like, I want people on my team and I might have to pay more. Yeah. It might take me a little bit longer, but I want people that I know when I call them, they're going to answer. You know what I mean? It's not like I don't provide value for God's sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, there's a lot of value in working with someone like me. I, I know what value I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite clear. So if you're not going to answer my wife and you're not going to answer emails and you're not going to answer the phone when I call, then, then yeah, I have, I have no problem paying an extra $2,000 or waiting an extra two weeks um, for the people that I know I can rely on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just means that I got to change my numbers on the other side Yeah, gotta make sure that I buy right. Um, yeah, but accountability and reliability are just so important in this business, mm-hmm. especially fix and flips. They're fast. They're fast moving.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, uh, you just doing catch ups this week that's what's going on.
2: Uh, that and taxes. Yeah.
1: I wish you would get taxes done this week. <laughs> I don't re- That's a
2: tall uh... order. It's <laughs> it's Gab. Yeah.
1: It's almost 2023. I still have a. <laughs> it's almost 2023. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> don't remind me we're going to be paying some tax penalties for sure
1: oh big time um we're making and we a lot also have more, a basement suite but... to rent
2: out still so
1: yeah yeah any leads on that
2: and uh, no good ones no good ones
1: well i mean that particular suite the tenant profile is that young uh, nerdy gamer student mm-hmm.
2: right and yeah not a good season for students right now
1: <laughs> yeah definitely not um It's unfortunate but we'll figure it out yeah for sure um we've got a few other updates with like the flip that we can talk about but i don't want to really get into them right now um some things that we ran into some that cost us a little bit of money yeah we can chat about that tomorrow morning um but otherwise does anyone else have any questions before we go two two minutes two minutes who has a question they need need to get answered
2: yeah they
1: need need to get answered today It's, it's just This is your this is your chance. This is your chance to get that question answered and then go take the action today. Yeah. Today's Monday. Don't kill a day. Don't kill it. Okay. (laughs) I'm giving you I'm gonna give you guys thirty seconds. Uh oh. No, no, nothing. Oh. (laughs) Wow, everybody's just got exactly what they need today.
2: Good. Can't wait to hear that's about all ta- the amazing things that happy. happened today.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that everyone's got it all figured out and they're going to go take action today.
2: Yeah.
1: Because that's You so, go. I... <laughs> we just we just want to see you succeed. We want to see you be happy and fulfilled. And that's <laughs> it. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining in today. Thank you to Calvin. Yes, um, thank For you, the awesome you uh, Nerdy Numbers session um, segment. And um, we will see you guys tomorrow morning.